Phase 1, Lesson 5, The Incarnation, Part 1. Here we've got two outlines. Outline number one, the promised Redeemer. And outline number two, Satan's plan to stop the promised Redeemer from coming. In our last outline, we discovered that God had to think about how he was to make men have his seed again. How he could raise the dead seed in men. Everything he started doing was about bringing that plan to pass. As we explained previously that the Old Testament ends in chapter 3. What happens after that is the repairs. So God is trying to repair men to his former condition now. In this chapter we want to speak about that plan. We said that men can only be rescued by a man, not angels or animals. Where can God find such a man since Adam can't do it? He has a dead seed already. All those who will come through him will be born with a dead seed. Outline 1. The Promised Redeemer. Please let us open our books. Um, Genesis chapter 3 verse, um, verse 15. It reads as follows. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. That was a King James Version. I would like to read it again. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. What is amazing is that God, God sees things way before they happen and makes amends then. This means that there is no case that is difficult for him. He gave Adam authority knowing very well that Adam will flank the task. But he still gave him... <laughs> Still gave it to him anyway. This statement in Genesis 3.15 is divided into three. And I want us to explain it and, and, and squeeze as much from it. And I also want us to pay much attention to it because it is the basis of the Bible. We said chapter 3 is the end of the Old Testament. But it is also where repairs start. And this is the verse that starts with the repairs. Number one. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. God was actually giving Satan a lead and a promise as well. He was telling Satan that the woman you have just deceived will bring about a seed. That a woman, not a man, will be your enemy. The word even in Hebrew means the mother of all the living, the life giver. So the woman was to bring the life that he had taken. But we can take this verse into another level. A woman also stands for a church. So God was telling Satan that a church will have children and this church will defeat him. We will find out which church God refers to in phase 3. Number 2. Between thy seed and her seed. We said that all those who live who will be born of Adam will have a dead seed since Adam became the seed of Satan. God was telling Satan that the woman will bring forth a seed. But, but how can a woman produce a seed since males are the ones to produce seed? But anyway, we find God promising Satan that a woman will bring forth a seed. This means a woman will be pregnant without sleeping with a male. Satan was perplexed because this bed seems to be unnatural. This means a woman will give birth independent of natural generation. Satan must have thought of a virgin giving birth. But how possible is that since it has never happened? God does not even give details about it, 
but a hint. In fact, if you read this verse, you will find that God was speaking directly to Satan, telling him of his defeat right at the beginning. Number three, and he shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. We also said that Satan had become the god of this age simply by taking Adam's position. Adam was to be a god of the earth. Remember we said that? In order for Satan now to take his position, he must kill him, like he did, right? Which made him a god of the earth. God here was promising Satan that the lordship that he had taken from Adam will be broken off and the seed of this woman will break that lordship. Outline number two. Satan's plans to stop the promised redeemer. We've already seen that Satan will do anything for higher positions. He will kill for it. But it's not only that. His mission also is to destroy every plan God has. And especially now that he knows a certain somebody is coming to take away that lordship he had stolen, he will stop at nothing. This plan demands God to communicate with men on earth. How can, how can he, God, since men are dead and cannot approach his throne? How can men approach him, really? You remember in the Garden of Eden, he took a, a, an animal. He wanted the blood of that animal. But then he also used their skin for their garments. But this was not enough for God to communicate with men on a permanent basis. He must find a person who is willing to work with him in his plans. We must also remember that since he stays in heaven, he cannot do his purpose here on earth on his own. He must find people here on earth who are willing to give up their lives and do what he wants. This means those people will have to believe the God of another earth. I mean the God of another world. Remember we said that God had become the God of the heavens only and Satan the God of the earth. So these people must fulfill his plans but they must trust him also. Genesis 3 verse 21 The Lord God made the garment of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. This garment was not taken from clothes for they were naked and had no clothes at that time. God killed an animal in the garden and clothed them. There are two things he wanted from this animal, the skin to cover their bodies and the blood to cover their sins. You see, even after they had sinned, God had to think for them. Abel, you have to wear. You must have something to put on your bodies. After, after some time, God used the blood of animals to atone for the sins of people. This blood did not and could not forgive sins. It could only cover their sins so that he could talk to them and carry on with his plans. Hebrews 10 verse 11 reads as follows. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his ritual, riches, religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. Blood is regarded as life and there is life in the blood. Since men were dead spiritually and were flesh beings, the blood of animals were not enough to cover the sins. Uh, of the people. Sorry. The blood of animals was enough to cover the sins and God will be able to communicate with men. Leviticus 17 verse 11. For the life of a creature is in the blood and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourself on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. But this act must come from God and how it should be done unless the person is just thanking him for something yet done. So in this particular animal, in the Garden of, uh, of Eden, God wanted the blood as well because there was no way he could have communicated with Adam after the act of sinning. 
Hebrews 9 verse 22. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Getting back to the plans of God. We said Satan would do anything to thwart the plans of God. Satan has two ways to destroy God's plan. Number one, he destroys the righteous line in humanity. Number two, to destroy the knowledge of God on earth. Let us talk about number one, destroy a righteous line in humanity. It is important to understand that there are two meanings of the word righteous. We have concluded that there is no one who is righteous on earth. So we are not going to make God a liar. No one is righteous at this time. Hmm? But as we know that as much as Adam failed this money the test, he knew that there was a God. He had communicated with him and gave him work and they enjoyed each other's company in the good old days. His father had given him knowledge in the form of commandments at that time. As much as Adam became evil, because of this knowledge that he had, it made him a righteous person. Not in a sense of being like God, but in a sense of being mindful of him. You know, of knowing that there is a God. After some time, Adam gave birth to two children, two boys. It is said that Abel was righteous and Cain was evil because he killed his brother. Here we see two dead seeds acting differently based on their conscience and on what they knew. So this righteousness has nothing to do with having a living seed, but everything to do with fearing God and being mindful of him in one's dealing in life. Therefore, Abel was righteous. Adam and Eve had many other children that we were not told about, especially girls. Her girls are not mentioned, but the Bible tells us that Adam and Eve had sons and daughters. Genesis 5 verse 4. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800, and 800 years and had other sons and daughters. This means that Adam and Eve had daughters and, girl, and boys. You know, that's why, <laughs> that's why we are so many. It means they were girls and boys, but girls were not mentioned. You know, for some reason. Anyway, let us open um, our epistles, uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verse 26. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact place where they should live. This is how men grow on earth. They all married from the same household. Satan's first attempt to destroy God's plan was by killing Abel. As we have said, that Abel was righteous. Eve gave birth again and called her son Seth, which meant substitute for Abel. Seth walked with God and also had children who were also righteous because we see the seventh line of Seth was Enoch, who pleased God. In this same line came Noah, who was also righteous. God had given certain general information about the promised son, remember? Later on, God makes a specific mark about the son as we study further. We shall see a specific working of God to destroy, of Satan, to destroy the righteous line. Right? Number one, please um, read your Genesis 3 verse 15 on your own. Here, God gives Satan a general information, which is the seed of a woman. Number two, Genesis 12 verse 3, please also read on your own. God gives specific information, seed of Abraham. And Satan leaves the rest of humanity. He leaves everyone on the world. And chases after the seed of Abraham because now he has heard that this son, this person will come from the seed of Abraham. Number three, Psalms 89, 34 to verse 37. Please read on your own again. He now makes it clear that the seed of David will carry this line. 
You see now, he's running after, Satan will now have to run after the seed of David. He doesn't care about everyone on earth because everyone is lost already. So he's running after this seed, this righteous seed now. So he's, he, 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 he now uh, chases after the seed of David. Number four, Isaiah 7 verse 14. God tells that a virgin, he's now more specific, a virgin will give birth to a son and calls him Emmanuel. Hmm, what will Satan do now? <laughs> what Satan does is, once he finds a person who carries the purposes of God, he'll deal with that person and put all his effort on killing him because he knows that God's plan is to get men to live again and have the authority and power over him. And we know that Satan will never allow that <laughs> without a fight. Even though death doesn't have to be physical, he will do whatever it takes to make sure that the seed remains dead because he doesn't want to be alone in hell. Mm -mm. Right, let's get back to reason number two. Destroy the knowledge of God on earth. So this is what Satan will do now. He will try to destroy the knowledge of God on earth. Satan had not gone far at this time because he's only giving general information about the seed of a woman. So he chases after every woman he sees, especially when a woman gives birth to a righteous child. He tries to get rid of the child. As we see, there's the Canaanites and the Sethites started to mingle together by intermarrying. In this way, the knowledge of God will diminish and will be lost in the end. Cain was evil. He must have passed on his evil knowledge to his offspring and said was righteous and he also must have passed on this righteous knowledge to his offspring. If the two grandchildren intermarry, the knowledge of God will be lost. But Noah, who is the seventh in the line of said, has knowledge of God and in spite of all evil people around him, he still maintained his righteousness. But now, <laughs> but if Noah is the only one with the, this knowledge, and is surrounded by the multitude of evil people. Would he be able to stand it? Wouldn't Satan try to kill him later? What can God do to keep this man alive so that the promised seed of this woman will come about? Every man on earth had become extremely evil to the point that God is forced to get rid of them because if he keeps them, his plans will be disturbed. No one stands in the plans of God, and I mean no one. Genesis 6 verse 11 to 13. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all the people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. Mm, that demand for the flood. That demand for the flood. Genesis 7. Verse 1. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven of every kind of clean animals, a male and its mate, and two of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also every seven kind of bed, male and its field, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now on, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature. That I have made. <sighs> if Noah is the only one who is seen as righteous by God, it is imperative then to preserve him in some way. 
If ever he dies now, it would be impossible for the Redeemer to come because the knowledge of God would have diminished to the point where God is not existing to humanity and automatically there won't be a righteous line. Satan must have thought he had succeeded. It is not easy to understand why God will destroy humanity unless one understands there must be someone who will have a revelation of God, someone who is considered righteous on earth. It is not an easy thing to remain righteous long in the midst of wicked people because there is so much power in influence. So a flood was a necessity. Noah had three sons, remember, and obviously not all of them were expected to be righteous, but God will know from his sons who will maintain his righteousness and God will focus on that line. In Noah's seed were children of different race. Uh, Genesis 10 explains all this and how and where they were all allocated. Please read on your own Genesis 10. Please, it's very important to understand that Noah had different seeds. I mean, different races in his seed, right? So as much as there are different races on earth, all of them came from Noah, who came from Adam, who came from God. All men possesses one blood. History of the righteous line. There must have been a true knowledge of God until the building of the Tower of Babel. Please read uh, Genesis chapter 10. It's very important. And chapter 9 as well. We can't confirm that all Noah's children maintained the knowledge passed from down from their fathers because these people were still evil. It's just the knowledge and the fear of God in, in people that God was really interested in. After building the tower, God confused their language and they couldn't understand each other anymore. So they had to be scattered to the face of the earth. After they scattered, obviously the knowledge of God diminished in their minds. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And these sons were separated according to their language, clan, and tribe. All this you'll find in Genesis chapter 10. Shem is the one who maintained this knowledge. And he was of the tribe of the Hebrews. If you read Genesis chapter 11, you'll find more about this tribe or about the people of this language. Shem must have been like his father. Hmm? Yeah, Shem must have been like his father. He taught his children the knowledge of God. But again, not all of his children were righteous. We see God concentrating on one of Shem's descendants, Abram. He kept the knowledge of God and God tells him to leave and go to another country because he wants to make a nation out of him. This means Abraham will be a foreigner in this country and he, can't, and he can live his own lifestyle with no one expecting anything from him because they don't know him. Genesis 18 verse 19. Please read. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. By doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. What God had promised Abraham will make Abraham very happy. But that was not the purpose. The purpose was still to bring about the solution of repairing men. God is still working to preserve a line through whom the Redeemer will come. This was not about Abraham. Uh -uh. As much as he was righteous in that generation, it was still about God and Satan knew that. God wanted a nation that would reverence him and a nation which would proclaim the coming of the Redeemer. The universe will be a witness to it and no one will stop it from happening since God's laws and knowledge will be on their minds. That was lesson five. Thank you.